on. So, hey guys, welcome. This is Sharon Lee Zapata. This is uh, the hostess of Middle Finger Happiness, Work Hard, Live Well, Don't Fuck With Me podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being here. Um, again, for those of you who are regulars, you know, you have to hear the spiel over and over. And then if you're brand new, hey, welcome. Um, super excited. Um, I've got a great guest today, uh, but I want to let you know also, please feel free to go to uh, my website, which would be middlefingerhappiness.com or Sharon Lee Zapata, and you can click on fantastic free and you can get a free downloadable of 22 things that you can control. Damn it. Cause there's only 22 things you can control. You can't control everything. <laughs> and there's a bunch of other goodies on there as well. So, um, today is dude, what's today? What is today? 17th. It's 17th. It's December. We're wrapping up the end of 2020. And I have a friend of mine here, uh, Manuel Nava Leal, playwright, author, jewelry designer, multi-talented human being. I, I still say I need to do a podcast call off the mic because we were having... (laughs) such a great conversation before the mics were rolling so yes. hey welcome thank you for being here thank you sharon i really appreciate this opportunity it's uh, the first time i've been on a podcast so oh my goodness yes. oh i didn't know that <laughs> Ooh. well let's let's have some fun with this um we got a lot of things to talk about yes. uh, we're definitely going to talk about your poetry and your books but i ask two questions all the time and they're simple who are you and and what do you do <laughs> All right, as you said, my name is Manuel Nava Leal. Wow, what can I tell you? I've done so much in my life. I, um, I was born, I tell people, with uh, pencils for fingers because I <laughs> came out wanting to write and say something. And uh, at the age of five, I remember telling my mother, uh, I want to I be a writer. And she says, yes, son, yeah, see, mijo, but we have to work with our hands right now. So I continued working with my hands. Okay. And uh, at the age of eight, I uh, told her the same thing. Only this time I said, I want to be an author. And she looked at me, like, wondering where, where did I get that word from, right? <laughs> and um, I've always been an avid reader. Uh, what are your favorite books when you oh say avid? Gosh. Because, I mean, there's fiction, oh there's gosh. nonfiction. I mean, it's... Uh, I, I, I started with science fiction. I was okay. curious. And what was Uh, science? Why science fiction? Oh, Asimov. I mean, automatically Asimov. Uh, Roddenberry because of Star Trek later. Right, right. Uh, Well, but really originally, um, oh gosh, my my mind just went blank. Uh, The guy who wrote The Time Machine. Oh, uh, yes. Tarzan. Now you're going to. Yeah, now I got you in the same place, right? Now I'm going to be thinking about it. You're like, ah, dang it. Okay. Uh, Anyway, um, I just. I was fascinated with science fiction, mm-hmm. not science. There's a big difference, science fiction. And um, because I had always told fictional stories, mm-hmm. it just it just uh, just down my road. I, I loved it. Uh, then I started getting into uh, literature, just uh, in general. Uh, oh, again, so how did you transition for anybody who's listening? That curiosity, about just curiosity. Curiosity. I, I've ever since I was tiny. I, now this is going goal. back. Before the freaking internet, I'll just say oh, it. Before course, the fucking internet, or you can just Google shit. This of is course. like, I don't know about you, but you. I mean, yes, you remember the day where you had to go. Like, I had to go to my neighbor's house to borrow the encyclopedias because <laughs> we didn't have the encyclopedias. We got encyclopedias later, yeah. but I had to do research paper. So, how did you get in from you know science fiction? Now you went to literature. Uh, literature. Uh, literature. Um, again, uh, I'm just an avid reader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just transitioned uh, into anything I could get my hands on. Okay. <laughs> That's really all it was. Um, my uh, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love Sherlock Holmes. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe. I mean, when I got into Edgar Allan Poe, I just, I just could not. It spoke to you. It, oh, it did. It was fascinating the way he wrote. Uh, it still is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just made me aware that what I was, my little stories, my own little creations, needed a boost they needed something different they needed to i i was entertaining people my family primarily right in, right. Our, in our little neighborhood so you're the first in your stuff. family to be an author i'm the only one in my no. family you know and i always <laughs> tell people when you're in a funk i love that word funk mm-hmm. um and i don't know who taught me this but you have to sit back and say 
what am I the first at in my family? Am I the first to buy a house? Am I, I like the first that. to, you know, go to community college? So you're yeah. the first author. Yes. Playwright. Yes, the first one to do many things. And wh- how was that growing up? Because, I mean, you're, you know, we're kind of like unicorns because you're like, yeah. what are you, all these multifaceted parts, moving yeah. parts of you. How did you handle that growing up? It was just uh, independence, um, having the freedom mm-hmm. that a lot of kids don't have nowadays. Uh, as long as I got home before dark or at dinner time, uh, my mother, you were she cool. was she didn't was okay with it. She didn't she didn't really have. Uh, it was in those times it was safe. You know, yes. I, I can't say completely safe because I, I knew of a kid who did. Well, get, I'm a uh, '70s kid, so it was that yeah. time where you could still ride your bike all day long. Oh yeah, and that's and what I did. Come home yeah. all sweaty, dirty, stinky for dinner, and. You were good. You weren't. That was our life. That was the livelihood. In fact, I don't know about you. um, My uncle would send me to the Seven Eleven to go buy his beer and cigarettes. Cigarettes, yeah. (laughs) And they would give it to you, just like a little eight-year-old kid, and you're walking with a six-pack of beer and cigarettes. We never used. Nobody questioned. No one questioned you. (laughs) (laughs) And we drank out of water hose. Different times. Different. Now you're like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So, so literature, and then how did you transition? transition to being a playwright because that's another hat my, yeah i uh, my short stories themselves uh gave me the impetus the courage to to become a playwright i've been in theater i've been involved in theater since my 20s i'm 66 so it's been over 40 years and um and you look created, amazing by the way you don't look oh, 66 oh, wow thank you thank you and now this comes the point of embarrassment I, <laughs> yeah uh well thank you i um just always been a curious person. I uh, got into theater quite by accident. I was invited uh, to see a, a theatrical production uh, in a community theater in Germany, of all places. And um, how did you get to Germany? Were you in the service? Oh, I was in the service. Yeah, okay. I was. Stationed oh, what in, branch of service were you? I was in, in the army. Well, thank you for your service. Thank yeah. you. So thank you were you. in Europe. Yes, uh, for two and a half years, and wow. um, I was in the Bavarian Alps. Wow. And it was beautiful. Oh Winter God. Wonderland of, of, you know, I mean, I amazing. Um, like those James Bond movies. <laughs> Maybe that's where you got influenced. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you were like, yeah. yeah. Got to drive on the Autobahn in a Porsche. I mean, it was beautiful. Wow. Great, great times. So all these Fantastic memories are times. embanked in your filing cabinet. Of and course. You just, um, and I reach in once in a while into the cabinet and I pull out a file and I write a little bit about uh, yeah. this. Most of my stories, they are, uh, the majority obviously fictional. <laughs> But there's always a little bit of reality in, in the fiction that you write because you're writing about your own experiences in most cases, oh, absolutely. something related. Abs- absolutely. So, yeah, there's a little bit of everything in so there. So it's funny. If you look at a writer, I would say not writer because people think like you're writing, you know, more cycle, sure. but a writer's uh, writing or an artist's artwork, it's, it's actually a, jur- a journey. Uh, what do you call it? A journal. Yes, it is. It is. It is. Uh, this is a documentation of, of your life. Yeah. You know, the experiences in your life and everything that comes along with those stories after you've uh, written them, produced them and, and shared them. I mean, the I, I just love the um, the emotions that people display on uh, that. when they read. So your tell work. us something. This is good because the people who are listening may think, well, golly, you know, you have the experience. You were you traveled. You did this. What if somebody is sitting at home listening and like, what would you give them for inspiration to, to dig in deep and to do something like this well see there's that's but then digging in so deep is one thing <laughs> just looking around you yeah content lives around us for, I'll, I'll give you an example yeah. I'm, I'm mentoring uh, a gentleman named johnny torres uh, i will be publishing a book for him uh this coming year uh he asked me one day, we were sitting out in my back patio, uh, and it's a screened in area, and he asked me, what inspires you? Mm. And I said, everything, everything. I said, you, you look at that, that little door latch there. I said, what, what, what kind of security does it actually provide? It provides no security whatsoever, yet right. people go and latch it, believing in their hearts. And they go to bed. That they have a sense of security. Right. <laughs> and they go to bed and you never know who's going to pull it. You don't even have to pull the door open. You just cut through the screen. Whatever. Right? <laughs> you punch through the screen. But, but, <laughs> so, you know, you can write 
a little poem about that right. false sense of security. There, there's one subject right but there. But see, not everybody's wired like that, and that's why it's so. We were talking about empaths and our right. energies and how it, it took forever for myself to embrace my indigo child or whatever right. you want to talk about. So, how did you figure out? I've got this special, special gift I was born with. <laughs> and and how do you help another human being figure out their special, special gift? I always tell them to look for their passion, to look to their passion. I was born, like I said, wanting to tell stories with no experience whatsoever. What, right, what can a child tell you, right? right. Yet, I was writing love poetry, poetry. Uh, Reciting at, at short age? stories. At what age? Was this again? Eight? Seven, seven? Eight? You know, just a young oh, you've kid. You've been here before. Yeah. That's one of those stories. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I believe in I reincarnation. Believe, I believe okay. in... I, yeah. But more than anything, I believe in the universe. That, that we're so connected to the universe. Uh, people call the universe God. There's many, many millions of gods, but they all mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. They all mean the same thing. Mm-hmm. How do we communicate with each other and do so in a peaceful, loving way? Uh, not causing harm, not even an insult. Right. You know, and and it took me years to get to the point where I feel whole and capable of doing that without feeling a sense of, am I being fake? No, because I chose this for my life. I have hurt people in the past. I refuse to do that anymore well we've all hurt somebody in the past we all even do, regardless our, whether you mean to ourselves exactly well, we, and so. we are our own worst victim uh, absolutely and, and our own pardon me yeah <laughs> we're the, our worst terrorist for ourselves creating our own victim we are and yeah. and then sometimes i always tell people look if you said something wrong course correct uh and and don't beat yourself up you know now if you're constantly repeating it well, then you got a problem now. Now you got a psychosis then you got a psychosis you got to go analyze that fix that but if you because we are human and so um and we were talking off the mic about auras and energies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think i learned more from you on that topic and i started looking into it and now when people come into the studio i i, I feel you it feel more it. yes why is that because you're aware of it now mm. see before we're not uh, if you're not into understanding what energies are we're all made of energy everything is energy this table that we're sitting here Mm -hmm. with is 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 active it's active because it's made of atoms and it's because it's made of it's uh, from a restaurant it's from actually it's from a bar downtown houston Uh, and it's a salvage (laughs) so how many drinks were on here how many arguments were on here how many love kisses were on here how how many hand holdings were on here inspiration all right. of this was on the one table. subject but people don't realize it's not that it's just an adamant object no. it was all, all the energies everyone that's ever sat at this table has contributed to a little bit of its energy we not only we're, we're transceivers we're receivers mm-hmm. we give out energy the moment we're speaking but even before you open your mouth the moment you come close to anyone you are exuding your energy and you're absorbing energy. Now, if you're at the point where you're an empath, you have to be very careful as to who you come close to mm-hmm. because we are so susceptible to absor- absorbing negative energy. You have to learn how to block it. You oh, have yes. to learn how to prevent yourself from, from being contaminated, basically, yeah. from, with negativity. That, some, for some of us, because I finally realized I'm an empath, that takes years. It must take your whole fucking life. Like, you're like, oh, I'm 45, now I realize it. Yeah. Or I'm 38, and I realize it. it hey, takes but that's pr- not your whole fucking life. Well, it's not your whole <laughs> yeah, fucking life. But, but, but it, it takes a great it amount of time. A, it yes. takes a big chunk of your life because you're not even aware of it. It does. You know, so if you hear something from somebody, you're like, why did they say well, that? Listen, this is nothing that's taught in our school systems. No. There's nothing that's really even taught in, in our in our places of worship or, no, and or whatever it may be, whatever your religion is. Well, I take it back. If you ever taken metaphysics, yeah. uh, which I did get to take, I had to take that. It's the study of what is. Yes. The deep, deep philosophy. Yes, but I it's mean, not religion. It's not religion. See, there's a difference. There's Huge difference. Religion, yeah. But that's what clicked my my light to turn on. And Wonderful. it was like, what in the world? I never thought yeah. of this. I never knew. And these things go way back. To Kant? Is it Kant or Kant? 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 Yeah. Mm-hmm. His stuff is so hard to read. <laughs> yeah. It's Jung? Yes. Jung? I mean, unbelievable. Uh, you know, everybody talks about Freud this, Freud that. 
Well, Freud was really boxed in. He boxed himself in mm -hmm. to talk about sexuality, the human condition as far as sexuality is concerned, from birth to death. Mm. Jung is concerned with the life, the essence of life. And Carl Jung also. Jung. So Carl Jung was not only a philosopher, he was an anthropologist. Yes. He was a scientist. He was a poet. He, he Again, wore all these multifaceted. Hats. Multifaceted. Oh, I love Carl Jung. Yes. Uh, if anybody's listening, go YouTube. His, have you seen his videos on YouTube? Oh, yes, of course. That, I've read books. <laughs> I've read books, but, but actually like his interviews. Yes. And they're trying to make him look bad. And he has this eloquent way. Yeah, of, of just... Pushing that other side. Pushing the side. Yeah. And I'm, not, I'm not concerned with defending myself and my ideas. You yeah, know, just let to. me just tell you what I believe. Right. And whether you choose to believe it or not is up to you. Uh, and that's the beauty of uh, Nietzsche. Same thing. Mm -hmm. Nietzsche. I mean, so many people want to say so many bad things about all these. Uh, I call them philosophers of life. That's what they are. I mean, they, they're, they're experienced so they were what I would call the free thinkers because yes. the free thinkers, um, I don't know, uh, you kind of like don't listen to what's going on. You don't it's listen to the education. trends. It's a college education that you have to, in a sense, um, dissect. Yeah. And but find that was out why is it that they want us to speak on these subjects right. and not on, you know, reality. Well, go, go, going into school and getting a degree in, in communications and journalism, you have to take all these classes. Yes. And so that with, you know, like my husband's engineer, he never had to take those classes. Right. He would love to now because mm -hmm. you have to take other classes. But yes. when you're going to be writing, you know, so, yeah. so let's go back to your poems and your books because Sorry. I have, oh my goodness, how many books are here? One, two, three, four, five, six books. So I'm going to go, which is the most recent that's yours, yours? Okay. Ancient Jaguar Child is a poetry. Okay. Yes. There's two poems in here that I want to have you read that I love. Oh, okay. And so you, you have put ancient, me on the spot. No, well, in, in a moment, not right now, but <laughs> Ancient Jaguar Child, uh, poetry by Manuel Navalial. And then we have the Pandemic Poetry Anthology. Yes. Now, tell us about this. Certainly. Because um, it's amazing. Back in April of this year, late April, uh, good friend of mine that I'm mentoring also in poetry, Lucy Reyna, woke me up on a Sunday morning, which, you know, I don't think very many people appreciate getting woken up early <laughs> on a Sunday morning. <laughs> woke me up and she said, hey, I've got this idea. Why don't we do a book on uh, the pandemic poetry? And um, I'd like to submit a poem. And I said, okay. Uh, you know, here I was groggy. <laughs> cleaning Sunday the sleep morning. out of my eyes wondering you know why she called me this early and and I and it, it just hit me I said you know what that's a great idea that's a fantastic idea and it didn't take but seconds for me to tell her you know what let's do that let's do so and uh, she told me that she was going to send me her poem and she did automatically and it was beautiful actually she wrote a couple of others and I told her no we're gonna have to limit it to one poem per person right and, and so how many poets are in here? Because you mentioned 100, 100, 100, 100 poets. poets, and they're from all over the world. We started here locally in Houston, like I said. Uh, we went national, then we we started going uh, to Mexico, Cuba. Um, so beautiful. But there's a there's something behind this. This is actually creating scholarships. Oh, certainly. Yeah, the idea is not to profit from the book. Uh, everyone who uh, contributed in making this book. Producing this book has done it for free. Mm -hmm. The reason is that we have decided that we were, we want to create a scholarship. We had no idea at first who we should offer a scholarship to, mm -hmm. but we wanted to give uh, the money to a, a just cause. And a friend of mine in England mm -hmm. said, "Hey, do you know about the National Health Service here in in, in England?" And I said, "No." In the UK, yeah. Uh, well, I've heard of it, obviously, right? Right. But I said, "No, I don't." You know, give him some details. And he told me uh, that uh, that it's a national health service. Uh, people don't pay for, uh, you know, if you go see a doctor or whatever. Anyway, um, he said, "Why not offer it to medical students?" And I said, "You know, that's a wonderful idea." Very I said, good. "But rather than just medical students, why don't we offer it to um, novice?" nurse uh, uh, students nursing students right uh, giving them giving them the impetus to to continue forward with their idea because these new people that want to get into nursing in the medical field um, 
there are many who, who want to do it and don't have the necessary or discretionary funds to continue their education or to go on. And, right. and there's only so much limited income that a family can help to, to do that. It's, it's expensive. Students have to work. Yeah, of yeah. course. Of course, it's getting more and more expensive mm-hmm. as we go along. So we decided, well, why don't we do something for nursing students to at least bolster their beginnings? Okay. Pay for their scholarship, for their books, for whatever, uh, whatever they, they choose. It's, it's up to them. Uh, we'll obviously create uh, certain uh, restrictions, uh, but That's a I want to limit it. I want to limit it. I want them to feel free to use the money for their needs. For what their needs are. Yes. And there's always a need. And Certainly. then the third book, well, I'm just glow. I'm going by the stack, guys. There's a stack <laughs> of books. This one's called Beautiful Heart, a collection of romantic poetry. Yes. Now this is this is pretty. It's got roses on it. Um, so how did this come ac- across? Well, I uh, quite by accident met a uh, gentleman who uh, said that he was a uh, publisher, and uh, he asked me if I'd ever been published, and I said no. Uh, this was in my 50s I'm 60 so it took me a long time obviously to get published I've got rejection slips from a lot of organizations who didn't want to touch me rejection (laughs) I should paste a wall with them but um (laughs) a rejection wall (laughs) yeah the rejection wall just remind me this is what nobody wanted now it's like my acceptance wall it would just be a middle finger (laughs) a big middle finger (laughs) that's my acceptance wall yeah no so he asked me he said you know we're getting close to valentine's uh, have you written any uh, romantic poetry? So I've got a ton of it. And so he said, well, let, let me have it. Let me look at it. Let me read it. And uh, so I gave him not just the romantic poems, but I, g- I gave him as much this as I This is erotic. So I'm going to definitely put you on the spot. Page Uh-oh. 40. Uh-oh. Um, I don't know if you want to read it or I can read it, but this was right called ahead. Love... No, you want to read it? No? Okay. Sure. Yeah, because you're the you're the guy that wrote this called Love Bites. <laughs> oh, Love so, Bites. So, okay, so yeah, Manuel's going to read from his book. Love Bites. This is is good. Love Bites. Stimulate my mind and body. Lick your luscious lips and bite me softly. Run your tongue against my chest. It's sensual. Your love bites are sexually appealing. Erotic. Torrid. Bite me here and there. Everywhere. My skin is senseless. Crazy for your teeth. You arouse me completely. Pleasant, yet violent, all the same. Lick your luscious lips and bite my cheek. Languidly drag your teeth around my tongue. Run your fingers through my hair, over my neck and ears. Lift my arms above my head. Squeeze my muscles tightly. Show you're in control. Lead me into your thoughts. A world of love bites. Kiss me roughly. Grab my hands in yours. Bite me softly until I scream. Dig your fingernails into my flesh. Make me bleed. Kiss me passionately. I'm all yours. Ooh, that's a good one. People are like, <laughs> where, can we, where can we get these books? <laughs> well, actually, where can people get your books? Well, unfortunately, they're no longer available. The publishing house uh, shut down. But my idea, I started my own publishing company. It's called Balamku Press. There you go. Yes. Re- and, revamp, uh, so redo. So I am going to redo my books. There you go. Uh, republish them. Love and, that uh, one. Yes. And the other book we have here is called Mysterious Memories. It's a collection of short stories. Now, this one... No, I have this one. No, I do have this one at home. Yes. Do I have this yes, one? Yes, I do. I do. And these are these are like little short. I want to say TV shows. They're like little <laughs> short little Netflix series because they're like you read them. They're not. It's not even really. It's not poetry. These are short no, stories. No, these are short stories. Yes, and they're crazy awesome. Like, where Thank did you. you get this idea? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I love it. So again, so is this one out? Uh, same thing. Same publishing company is out. But uh, as a matter of fact, uh, let me tell you what happened. My daughter, who lives in Seaside, California, Gina, called me last year, pardon me, last year and said, Dad, did you know that your book is available at Amazon.com for 2000 something dollars? And I said, what? Mm-hmm. I said, no, I was not aware of that. So she gave me the website. I went over there and uh, I was shocked, unbelievably. But it's these books are being sold as slightly used. The last time I looked, the book was over three thousand mm-hmm. dollars. We, I, do not see a penny from these sales Somebody's simply because it's it. called 
a used book. A used book. And unfortunately, that happens a lot to self-published authors. Mm-hmm. And so it's a warning to everyone to make sure that when you sign off a contract with anyone who's going to publish you, that you look at the fine print, that you see what's going on, that you, that this work is published under your name and not the publishing house, not anyone else, right. the publisher, no, right. your name. That way you maintain the rights to that work. Well, they've cha- publishing has changed because oh, I know back in 2003 yes. I wrote a book, uh, which, hello, I wouldn't buy it. It really is not a good book. I look back <laughs> and you're like, Ugh. Well, I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. Thank <laughs> you. But, you know, the, the writing definitely is a, a night and day. But now with like um, KDP, Lulu, Blurb, all these other platforms, they protect the writer. Exactly. They protect you so this doesn't happen. That's right. Um because I too had the the twelve secrets for yes. successful spam. Yeah, I saw an old one available for eight hundred dollars. Yes, isn't that some yeah. slightly used? And you're like, oh yeah. my goodness! It's a business. It Someone's a, making business off of like other, this, oh, off yeah. of the the talents and the arts and creativity of, of what's it called? Intellectual uh, intellectual property, property. and it's so intellectual property theft is what I call it. it it's it's. Yeah, it's crazy. It happens. Yes. And another book here. I'm just going through the stack, guys. This one's called Shattered, Scattered. Shattered and Scattered. Oh, right. Shattered and Scattered. Oh, I didn't see the end. Yeah, it's... A random poet, poetic trip. Yes. Oh, is this like acid? Because I'm looking at this. Were you on acid, dude? You were on something over here. It wasn't no CBD. This is a Shattered and Scattered. is a collection of poems that make take you on a wild and vivid trip through life. Monroe's ability to pull from life's experiences and his poems brings people to tears, laughter, and that warm, fuzzy feeling in the heart. Whether in poetry, short stories, plays, or movies, Manuel is a gifted artisan. That is for sure. Tell us Thank about you. this one. Uh, the first compilation or collection of uh, random poetry. No particular subject, just anything that uh, came to mind. These are great. These Thank are you. great short. And you know, it's funny. I was never into, quote, poetry. I always thought of, yes, Edgar Allan Poe. I never read some of his poetry. Right. It's, it's, he was way ahead of his time. But it, it didn't move me like other, you know, like nonfiction does or even some other fiction. But when I read your Blue Agave, no, 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 the Jaguar. And then this one, which is your, this is the new one. This is like brand new, like a yes. couple of months old. Yes. Six weeks, eight weeks old. Blue Agave Imagining. Blue Agave yes. Imagining Short Stories. Now tell us about this and tell us about the cover because it's amazing. The cover it's is be- amazing. It's beautiful. It uh, actually is a painting that I had bought uh, from an artist friend of mine, a good artist uh, friend, uh, Mark Bignon, a local artist here in Houston. You have to look at his work. You have to purchase work from local artists. Please do. He had this painting uh, at a uh, an, at his art exhibit at um, Talento Bilingue de Houston, TBH on the South Jensen. Mm-hmm. This was um, early last year, and um, I walked in, and that was a prominent painting, Blue Agave, and it was expensive. So I decided I want to support my friend. So I bought another painting that I really enjoyed, but. Blue Agave would not leave my mind. It was, it was just, yeah, it was in there. It, was it kept calling you. to me, yeah. And so I bought it, uh, the original painting, took it home, and uh, less than two weeks, less than two weeks, I called him and said, Mark, have you sold Blue Agave? And he said, no. I said, would you mind taking this one back and I'll pay you the difference? And he said, oh, I would be honored, my man. And oh, he wow. said, yes, yeah. So it was still at exhibit, and as soon as the exhibit was brought down, um, I bought it. I purchased it, and I—it's gorgeous. It's prominent in my living room. Yeah, I've seen it. It's yeah. amazing. The colors, just the, just the book alone. Yeah. And by the it, way, this book is in my living room. Oh. On, on, uh, <laughs> thank you. On the uh, what do you call it? Like a coffee table, right? Well, <laughs> it's, it's a sofa table. The long. Oh, table okay. Yes, that goes yes. Behind. Yeah, I yes. have it there because it just pops the colors. So. Well, he also did the cover uh, of Ancient Jaguar Child, but Blue Ivy mentions. Let me just finish that little quick story. Uh, uh, is that. Even though I owned the painting, it just kept haunting my mind. I've got to do something else with this. So I called him and said, Mark, would you mind designing my book cover for my short stories using the Blue Agave painting? And he said, oh, I'd be honored to do so. And uh, so he went and designed the cover. I, I commissioned him to do so. I was so amazed with his work that I said, I've got another book of poetry this time that I want to produce 
would you mind designing a cover? And he said, well, what is the theme? And I said, there's no true theme. And then I realized there is, there is. This is about a lot of experiences that have happened in my life. It's some biographical that unless you know me, you don't know what it is, right? Okay. <laughs> it's a mystery. But I told him I have um, a poem that uh, talks about me when I was young, and it's called Ancient Jaguar Child. I, I obviously am the ancient Jaguar Child. <laughs> and so he came up with this beautiful design of a Mayan god and, uh, and a priest, and the priest is presenting this Mayan god, uh, his creation, which is a jaguar cub. It, yeah, it looks like a dog, but it's not it's, it's a jaguar. But this is all uh, the, what was the, the, the Indian? The motif. It's a Mayan motif. The Mayan. It's, yes. you can, it's gorgeous. Yes, thank you. Love these colors. Thank you. The colors, are they just do pop. So this one, Ancient Jaguar Child. Yes. This is... What year is this? 2020. So this, this year came out. So you, this year you did two books. These this just year. came out recently. Yes. These are amazing. And so, uh, where can people get these books? These are available through um, lulu.com. Okay. I love them. And um, that's the only place at this place time. You, unless you buy them from me directly. Right. And <laughs> you are in the process of building your website. Yes, I am. So, that's coming on. Yeah, that's coming up uh, hopefully here within the next couple of months. So here's another poem I'm going to put you on the spot for because, again, you have this thing about girls and kissing. And what page are we so talking about? So this is here. I have it right here for oh, okay. you. It's called, it's, this is page 61. It's called Got the Girl. Oh. <laughs> You're laughing. It was like, I was like, okay, so I'm going to let you read that one because that one, that one jumped out to me. That's really good. All right. And again, it's called Got, Got the, the girl. girl. Okay. You wanted her madly. She was interested made her your own fantastic feel great about it got the girl didn't you and her mother father sisters brothers pets problems history got the girl didn't you plus more than you expected <laughs> that's a that's a great part where he's gonna be like yep i got the girl uh-huh that's a good one careful what you wish for Care, careful i love it and then you have i think this is the last one that, that i love this one because i think everybody can relate to this that's listening it's called filthy rumors and lies oh yeah this is yeah this is a this is awesome so i'll let you read this one this okay. is on page 118 right. that's a really good one filthy rumors and lies sweating for hours in scorching sun, working through the pain of losing you. Jeans worn down, filthy like my soul. Advertising wear and tear, I'll burn them when I'm done. Filthy rumors and lies spat out by those who interfered, deliberately ignoring their own murky, pathetic lives, entertaining themselves with our dirty laundry, their salvation, our agony. I'll burn down their dwellings, Filthy thoughts and mouths in need of a hosing. Their rumors came to life. Actions that split us in two, destroying what we once were. No, not washing. These jeans are in need of cleansing by fire. Oh. Hey, and that cleansing by fire. Yes. I, there, there's something about that. If you really want to get rid of something yes. bad that happened, oh, yes. yeah. you burn. Burn it. You burn the clothes. You burn, burn the... Yeah. What does that supposed to mean and do if somebody's never heard that before? A reawakening. Phoenix is coming. Right? A rebirth. Right. A new you. A new experience. A new life. Um, fire gives us life. Right. The sun provides us with all the nourishment we, we need as humans. I mean, obviously, we receive food from this earth... But mm. it's fed by the sun. It, it's a destroyer, but it's also a creator of new things. That's powerful. It is. You know, the unseen world is bigger than the seen world. Oh, of course, of course. Um, We're limited. Our senses are limited. As, oh, my God. And who taught me that? I'm gonna, I, I want to give her credit. And my name, her name is blank on me right now. Forgive me. But the unseen world is bigger than the seen world. And once you understand that, you start looking at things differently. Yes, yes, yes. You don't just see things differently. You start experiencing them differently. You you feel it. You feel this sense of, what have I been missing? 
it's an awareness. Now this is going to sound crazy. I stepped on a flower the other day on the sidewalk and I broke it. And I, I bent down and I told this flower, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't see you there. And I thought, does it matter? Maybe it does it matter. Does, does it? It does matter. Every action that is uh, but that thought was from our heart. Like a kid, like, I'm sorry I stepped on oh, you. I've, I've done that. You've done I've that? I've done that. I've done that many times. I accidentally stepped on a bug and, and, and felt like a murder <laughs> oh god yes or this is the crazy one uh, right before it got winter because we're in houston you know ride my bike and it's hot and the lizards love to just zoom Run across, right across the, yeah. the sidewalk and i know i ran over one guy and oh, i felt so bad yeah. i kept going and i thought i'm sorry you know and i kept on going but i was like oh my god so yeah. what do you have happening in Old Town Harrisburg? Because that was new to me. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. It's Old Town Harrisburg, the building. It's a plaza here in Houston. Yes, it's a facility here in Houston on Harrisburg Boulevard, 6632. Uh, zip code is 77011. Pardon me, 711. 77011. Uh-huh. If you want to look it up, uh, the, lo- the location is beautiful. It's a... Uh, like it you're going back be, in time. I'm sorry. It is. It's yeah. going back in, uh, into classic Mexican time. Mm-hmm. But it also will be celebrating the birth of Harrisburg, the town that was the original capital of this state. There, the plans are to build a, um, a building, a facility of the original capital. Uh, across the street. So it wasn't Austin, Texas. No, no, Austin. Austin came later. There was Washington on the Brazos before then. Um, but no, Texas has a, an interesting history. We were just—I was just on uh, Hector Garcia's podcast, and we talked about history, like the Six Flags. Yes. We're not talking Astro World. You know, we're not <laughs> no, talking. No. We're not talking roller coasters. <laughs> but Texas had France. Yes. Spain, Spain. the United States, the. Texas Confederate, and then the uh, the Republic, and then Mexico. Yes, yes. So that's how you're six. Yes, yes, and and uh, it was a vast land. And it still is. It was so very cheap. Still is. And we still have. um, Again, this might be a little repeat of history. When we signed on to be part of the U.S., we also signed on saying, "Hey, we ever want to be our own country again? We can do so. We can do so, and we're the only state." That has that. Has that. Yes. In the contract. In the concert. It's an option that's there for us. It's an option. Can you imagine? Yeah. And, and lately you've been hearing more secession. We want to be our own country. <laughs> so tell us how it's helping you with your poetry and your book okay. reading and the community coming together. Yeah. Old Town, Old Town Harrisburg. Um, Julio del Carpio is a, is a local famous architect. He's designed many buildings here in Houston. This is his facility. Uh, it's his dream to make it larger than life. Uh, he's already got uh, a little alleyway uh, that's a uh, uh, a copy of um, the Alley of the Kiss. They call it in Guanajuato, Mexico. Okay. It's a very famous story. It's a it's a it's a Mexican um, Romeo and Juliet story. Two oh. wealthy families live close to each other, right next to each other. The little alleyway is the only thing that separates the houses. Um, young couple, uh, young man, young lady uh, fall in love. Uh, these two rival families, they uh, would meet every evening once they fell in love. Uh, they stood on these little tiny verandas, corner uh, porches basically, right. uh, on the second floor. And every night they would kiss goodnight. Oh, wow. And, uh, and those buildings are next, right close to each other. Yes, too. very close to each other. Yeah. Very close. So he has uh, replicated it here in Houston, uh, Calle Juan del Beso, they call it. And um, many people have taken their photographs there. You can, once you take your photograph there, you, you sign your names on the wall uh, on opposite sides of the buildings there. Oh, wow. Uh, as, a, as a remembrance of those who have been there. Uh, and. Um, but that's just one of the things. They also have a small chapel. It's a wedding chapel. Several people have been uh, married there. Uh, it's on the grounds. It's a, a huge plaza with so a gazebo. So we went to one of your poetry readings. Yes. And so what are you doing there? Is it monthly or was it you just know, Yes, Yes, the, the plan is to do a monthly uh, gathering of poets. Uh, anyone who's interested in poetry, obviously, is welcome. New poets, non-poets, anyone who's interested, they're welcome to come. We'll be announcing uh, specific dates uh, once a month. I belong to two uh, poetry groups. One is called Poetas Houston, Poetas Houston, and um, hundreds of poets 
So we'll be holding a monthly gathering there. Is this only Spanish or English? Or this, is, uh, this is Spanish. Okay. There's also another group I belong to, Conversando uh, a Través de Poesia, which is another Spanish-speaking uh, poetry group, uh, Conversing uh, Through Poetry. And uh, I'm hoping to bring them along as well so they can have their event there. So, uh, but your books are written in English. My books are in English. And this is poetry, strictly poetry. My books are both poetry and short stories. So I'll be holding my own events there we uh, go. once a month. Okay. So that, uh, and I, again, I invite anyone and everyone, whether you've read my books or not, purchased my books or not, that doesn't matter to me. My point is come share your stories. Come share your work. Well, short stories have been around for thousands oh of years. I mean, you look at the cavemen that were writing on the cave walls, and that's actually all in France. Of course. And then yeah. after that, you saw text on stone. And then after mm -hmm. that, you're like, okay, there is... Petroglyphs, hieroglyphs, I, 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 I joked about it. What came up the other... PowerPoint, which was, you know, <laughs> 20 years ago, maybe 15 years ago. Right. So you, it's never going to go away no of course not you know? we have to communicate how else do we yeah. get to know each other right you know how else do we know the rest of the world i mean we have to communicate and there's so many methods of communicating poetry and stories short stories and people love that people it's love it when you can pull on their heartstrings and you can help them connect or you can help them learn something yes. about themselves yes and so it's just a it's just a it's crazy awesome it's like a different world Unbelievable, where yes. can people find you i know you you have facebook is it your personal yeah. page or is it a business it's page? it's my personal page and uh, that would be at manuel manuel nava. nava leal the first the full name okay uh i use the middle name nava uh, to honor my mother um i believe that women are going to save this world ever since i was tiny all i saw was women who took charge of everything everything we wear a lot of hats manuel yes. if you only knew oh, oh i my do <laughs> i do know you'd be surprised what i know <laughs> i'm sure well yeah you do yeah. know you've been around so but no i i just i admire women uh, i admire the courage that my mom uh, had and uh without her uh, we would never have come to houston uh wow. who knows where i'd be wow uh, but yeah i use my middle name nava to honor her and then you have a new Instagram. Yes. So, and we want to say this because if there's somebody out there who has an Instagram and you're just starting, I mean, we don't want, I don't want you to feel ever like, oh, I need, you know, thousands of followers. You can have <laughs> just a few and just get it started. So you're also there and that's your full name, Manuel Navalial. And then there's a website coming soon. Yes. Um, Can't tell your name yet. Okay, that's cool. But there's something else you've done because I have a piece of it. Uh, your jewelry oh, design. Tell yeah. us about that real quick because I we, we got off topic. Yes, about uh, your glass well, and just another another little thing that I do. Uh, it's just a way to calm myself. Mm. I I I'm so curious that I have to see things in action. Uh, I and once I see things, I want to. I want to be able to recreate some, you know, obviously I'm not a master at this. It's just for fun. It's to calm my, myself down, to also um, clear my mind uh, and to use uh, that as, a, as another method of meditating almost, you know, because when I'm working with jewelry, it just calms my spirit, calms my heart, slows me down. Uh, not that I'm an anxious person, I'm not. But I'm a curious person, and uh, if something attracts me, I'll drop everything and go and Dive in. immerse myself into it. Yes, right. yes. Uh, that's really what has helped me create stories and write poetry. So you have you made a necklace, and I have uh, yes. it's a blue piece of glass. Yes. Oh, oh, it's from the beach. Beach glass. Yeah, beach beach glass. glass. So what? Yeah. Tell us a story about beach glass, because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just see it, and you just yeah. walk around it. Oh, many people do uh, make jewelry with uh, with beach glass and other items that you find in the beach, obviously. Uh, driftwood is another one that people love to buy, uh, to, to find driftwood mm -hmm, and create mm -hmm. things with it. But I... Uh, I've always loved glass. I have no idea where that fascination came and from. The maybe I was a glass. maybe I was a glass blower and you know in another life. True. Uh, <laughs> but I love glass, and uh, without realizing that people were creating things with beach glass, I just started 
collecting it and I would see all these varied colors and it was like I've got to do something with this you know I can't just let it sit I've created miniature stained glass windows with them I've, I've created uh, earrings and uh, necklaces the necklace is beautiful yeah. that I have it's oh, a, it's, a, it's a aqua blue yes. so what do you, I don't want to ask you this question what is the energy behind glass well glass is sand mm-hmm. what touches sand water water carries a memory crystals uh, a, a quartz crystal believe it or not carries DNA DNA it's the only known crystal that carries a memory water carries memory water is used in computers so is that why people like to wear quartz crystals on their neck or? yeah the energy that it exudes think about it there used to be crystal quartz radios right ham radios uh, there are still watches that use crystals to power them. Why? Because they have a specific rhythm, rhythm, and it's constant. It never changes. It never varies. It's the same. That's why they're used in uh, in the most expensive watches in the world. Wow! I didn't know that. I got yeah. educated on that. Yeah. Oh. And again, water carries memory. So imagine water. It's a constant. It, uh, there's rivers, there's oceans. True. What happens? It condenses, goes up into the air, to the atmosphere, comes back down as rain. So it's a constant repetition, and everything that water touches becomes its memory. So think of the water that you're drinking at any point. If you're not drinking distilled or or, or what do you call that water? Uh, Dead tap. Um, oh, filtered. Yeah, filtered. Well, filtered water and and. Um, well, anyway, it's got to be, man, the best water you can drink is well water, right? right? You know, water from the rivers and streams that are coming from the mountains. You know where I drank some water, areas. and I'll never forget it. You, you ready? We went hiking up in Mount Rainier outside yes. of Seattle, and it's a glacier. It's yes, melting. Of course. Yeah. And so we were up there hiking, and you can actually see it. Well, you were in the Alps, so you, you've seen that. It's dripping. Yes. And we got a cup, and we drank it, and it was probably the most unbelievable water Ever. Now, Sylvester Stallone has bottled that water, and he mm-hmm. sells it mm-hmm. up in up in the Pacific Northwest. Do you recall how you felt after you drank it? Uh, I don't recall. I just yeah. know it just tasted amazing because it was a 20-mile hike. No, yes. 15, excuse me. <laughs> 15 miles up, right. 15 miles down. Right. That's a 30-mile hike, and yes. it took us all day long. Of course. But the water <laughs> tastes amazing. Yeah. Just yeah, it's, it's uh, the – oh, my gosh. So we have to another do a podcast on water. Sure, sure. Uh, I mean, it's been proven that water responds to humans. It responds to communication, whether well, believe this or not, so whether it's written or whether it's spoken. Mm-hmm. Water responds. The crystals in water form particular shapes. The more loving words you speak or write near it, mm-hmm. these crystals form beautiful beautiful shapes if you speak badly to water the crystals misshape they become misshapen are you talking any water or just water every drop of water oh my god and i'm just always in a hurry to get my glass filled up and hurry up i gotta go you gotta thank it thank your water before you drink it and you'll feel so much better afterwards okay every bit of water that you like when i stepped in the flower and i told the flower i'm sorry what are we made of we're primarily water i'm so sorry plants are primarily water we're primarily water you're like oh i'm so sorry so imagine if water responds a certain way and we're primarily water you can understand why now people go through depressive states why they become um laid back are you happy because everything that the water that is in us accepts or 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 either negatively or positively is going to affect you wow and we are 70 percent water or is it 75 percent water yeah it's more but and also learn this before we wrap up the podcast uh 25 percent of our energy is used expanded from our brain our brain mm-hmm. uses 25 percent of our energy so some days you ever feel like really tired but you really didn't do a lot you don't think you did a lot yeah, but maybe you did maybe exhaustion. maybe it was a mental exhaustion sure. and i don't know if people understand that they've ever really connected the dots and saying okay now i know why i'm tired i just finished yeah. doing all this research that's quite a bit that is that's a quarter of your energy is 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 your brain yeah. so i am doing my best to kind of find this thing where i'm at 
uh, again, I want to thank you for being here, and I, I want people it. to to follow you thank right you. now. And you're on a new journey, so things are being yes. developed. It's exciting. We, yes. We're we're actually catching you on the on the on the on the slope of going up. Yes. Okay. And oh, your well. scholarship. <laughs> you want to talk about the scholarship? I, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just as a, a reminder on the pandemic poetry anthology. Yes. The funds that are coming from the purchase of these books. Uh, we're creating a scholarship for a nursing student, uh, novices, students that are that are going into nursing for the first time. Uh, we are planning this this particular book, this anthology, was created at the beginning of this pandemic. So this book is primarily about expectations, fears, okay. obviously mm-hmm. primarily, uh, and there is one author in that book. Uh, who is from Houston, but is in Spain. She was up there studying, uh, Melissa Marie Young. Okay. She uh, contracted COVID while she was up studying in, in Spain. Oh my goodness. She contributed her poem. Uh, and it, it's not about the pandemic. I, I mean, not about her experience, but about what's happening in the town that she lives in there. And it's a beautiful poem. Uh, so in this book, she's the only one that had uh, survived uh, COVID prior to its publication. Now we have several, including myself, who ended up with COVID and made it through, thank goodness, and, and, um, and are in the book now. But the idea is to publish now the second and last book towards the end of the pandemic, hopefully at the end of the pandemic, hopefully next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully next year, spring. But yeah, once we see it waning, uh, I'm, I will be asking these same poets, plus anyone else who would like to contribute to an additional anthology, the end of the pandemic what they've experienced through and uh the survivors if there if there are some that wish to speak about it so again where uh, can they find it because i mean we're talking lulu.com and amazon but is it under your name if they go to lulu.com if they go to lulu.com they can go and look for the title and the the title again i'm gonna repeat it it's called the pandemic poetry anthology so we can look that you know i'll put all the links inside the anchor app thank you so i'll put those in there i appreciate that uh, where people can find them. Um, and I just opened up and I saw mine in there. That's crazy that it opened to mine. <laughs> I forgot completely. That's the universe speaking That's to you. That's the universe. Right? That is crazy. Oh, Lordy. Well, I want to say thank you for coming today. Oh, I appreciate um, it. I know I'm in the I'm in the middle of getting some a new my new mixing board, new mics, and you know just to come into the studio today, which was awesome. Today is a great day for doing this. Yes, I appreciate it. Sharon, You're so welcome. You are such a great host. You're welcome. We Always had, have been. Oh, we oh you, and we forgot to mention we drank one. What did we drink? One blue agave. Oh one. yeah, the blue agave. Uh, Not the poetry book. The, <laughs> <laughs> the drink. We what actually had. What a surprise! Had, what was, a surprise like, to come well, and, oh, and you've got that drink. That is so funny. Yeah, I brought ranch water yeah. called blue agave, blue and we drank that. Water. Oh, well, we were on the podcast, so I like I like it. It's, it's very, very light and refreshing. It well, is. thank you again for being here. Thank you, Sharon. And My guys. I want to say thank you for listening and tuning in to Middle Finger Happiness um, podcast. If you have any questions, you can always reach me at my email, which is middlefingerhappiness at gmail.com. And one more time, I want to make sure we reach out to um, my guest, which is Manuel Navalial. And you can find him on Facebook and Instagram and a website coming soon. So thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Peace out. Thank you.